Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to get started in the normal fashion. And that normal fashion is with a scripture and with a prayer. So we're going to come out of Joshua 1 and 5. And it says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Times might seem tough. Things might not go your way, but God is putting it all together for his good. He's going to make sure that you make it through. He's going to make sure that you can be able to be an overcomer. God got your back. He's not left you. He's still there. You just have to be in his will. You have to be obedient. You have to trust him in his choices for your life. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for, for waking us up this morning. God, we, we, wake, we thank you for being with us, God. God, we ask you to be able to expand Anointed Radio's territory, God. Enlarge our territory, God, where we can be able to reach new listeners, to be able to get to new airwaves, to get to new platforms, God. God, we ask you to be able to let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, even touch the person with the hardest heart, God. So, God, we just ask all that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless every listener under the sound of my voice if they're listening right now or on the podcast, God. Let them be able to know that they are whole, that they are complete, and that they are beautifully and wonderfully made, that they can have an overflow of blessings as long as they trust in you. God, we just ask you to let something be said today so that somebody can be set free, so somebody can be able to say, what can I do to be saved? And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. Like always, I got something to say. What I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Jay Calhoun on Clubhouse and um, Facebook. I think Facebook again. Yeah. So you make, make sure you can go and follow us on all of those platforms. And you could be able to follow Anointed Radio at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. Download the Anointed Radio app for 24 hour gospel. And you could be able to follow our page, get updated. Our Facebook page, you can like our Facebook page at Anointed Radio, or you could go into our social media app and um, go to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and look up all of our social media. Share, like, and subscribe. Amen. Shout out to all my YouTube people that's watching 
and all of the people on Facebook. Make sure you share, like. We're going to talk to a powerful man of God today who is doing great things in the music industry. If you are an artist, I would be tuning in because he is doing waves in the industry. He is making opportunities and, and helping people be able to cultivate their career. So make sure that you tune in. If you know an artist, be able to tag them. Make sure that you share to a page to have a whole bunch of artists because this man has, is a wealth of knowledge and he's going to be able to give some gems today. Amen. And with that being said, let me be able to go in honor of all of my co-hosts as in absence today. We have Dr. Marvinetta Clay, Las Vegas' favorite auntie, where you could be able to check out her music, Worship Forever, um, EP on all social media, plat uh, oh, I guess you could say social media platforms and streaming platforms. And you could be able to check out Boss Barbie, our sports analyst, who's actually playing right now um, against Arizona. She is actually in the semi-pro league, so she's in absence today. But be able to check out Boss underscore underscore Barbie with all Las Vegas sports and latest updates and news about the players, where she talks about all of the players from the Las Vegas Aces, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Knights, the Lights, and soon-to-be Las Vegas Athletics when the athletics move to las vegas so make sure you check her out make sure you check out ben jammin established 93 he has a podcast with his family talking about all kind of family things recipes and things like that so make sure you go and follow my co-host and tune in y'all it's morning it's saturday it's it's a great day and i'm just gonna go ahead and and introduce this man mr Derek huggins everybody mr Derek. Hey, hey, good morning or good afternoon, I should say. Oh, good afternoon. Um, <laughs> so um, just go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, what's your social media handles, what's your website and all those good things. Sure. Uh, social media handles is very simple. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, all of those at one Derek Huggins. So the number one, then D-E-R-R-I-C-K. H-U-G-G-I-N-S. Uh, website, you can find me on our award show website, which is www.theavidityawards.com. Amen. So you work with artists. I do. And you have a few artists that we're actually going to play. Um, so with these artists, can you kind of talk about some of the things that you've helped them with their career and some of the people that... I'm about to play right now. Yeah. So I'm an artist manager right now. I have one artist that I'm managing. Her name is Robin McGee. And I also do radio promotions. So I help artists get their music um, played at gospel radio. And so the other three artists that you're going to feature are my uh, radio promotions clients, CC Godbold, PT, the gospel spitter and the tag. So excited. Amen. We're excited. We're gonna we're gonna go start off with Nobody by Miss Robin. And All then right. we'll come back and we're gonna come straight into the interview, talk more about Mr. Derek, learning more about him and his business and his vision. And then we're gonna have a good time, good conversation. Amen. All right, let's go. Amen. Miss Robin, nobody. See y'all in a minute, y'all. Bye. Oh, I have 
quick gospel. You know what it is. Come on. Yeah, race up. Hey, let go. Screaming out, y'all. Just live in it. Just turn your master key and live in it daily. Give me a clean heart. Just live in it. Please never ever forsake me. Just live in me, David. Screaming out, y'all. Just live in me. For forgiveness, cause of him. Live in me, David. No more penalty, y'all. Just live in me. Please never ever forsake me. Just live in it daily. New creation, yeah, all new creation. Living my life in freedom, my life in freedom. Yeah, my life in freedom. No more condemnation. Renewing my mind every day. He calls it consciousness. Stirring the pot, the chef is cooking. Just let him finish it. Now I'm a different man. Growing because of the inner man. I got out the bone water, walking in. I'm doing a new thing he promised me. Everything's golden. I gave him control and losing yeah, right. is over. Cause heaven's my home now. Screaming out, y'all. Just live in it. Just turn your master key and live in it daily. Give me a clean heart. Just live in it. Please never ever forsake me. Just live in it daily. Screaming out, y'all. Just live in it. For forgiveness cause of him, live in him daily. No more penalty, y'all just live in it. Please never ever forsake me, just live in it daily. A house in the sky, oh a house in the sky. I know what I claim in this mind. Oh yes, it's mine. Oh, I claim it as mine. My mansion's my buy in the sky. Rolling street leading up to the King of Kings. The street is my walking it out like I'm moonwalking in the heavenlies. The heavenlies. Walking in newness now. Yes, a new life. Yippee hooray! You wanna walk it out in this new life? Call on his name. Everything's golden. I get in control and losing it over. Cause heaven's my home now. Screaming out, yeah, just live in it. Just turn your master key and live in it daily. Give me a clean heart, just live in it. Please never ever forsake me. Just live in it daily. Screaming out, yeah, just live in it. For forgiveness, cause of him, live in it daily. No more penalty, yeah, just live in it. Please never ever forsake me just yeah. Got them dwelling on the inside Cause they no telling what they selling I ain't fit to buy Should've been a felon, should've been died On my way, they hollering from my sentai But they never felt like I'm a yellow Hallelujah to the most high Ain't no life on the dark side None of the light shine bright through the pipeline Never will I pipe down, go hard Then to go far, turn the vision on track Like a go-kart, good God They cleaning my heart, I got the faith No race, that's the key to the start They give me grace, don't waste Make it heat up the art Busting shots like rape when the strip gets sparked Healing on the tip, ammunition is sharp That's the word of God, yeah, true love on the dark Sold out, then I'm living good, never let drought I mean, I never go through it. 67, my doubt. Keep the head in my house. Demon dead in the mouth. I keep the bread in my heart. Keep the bread in my mouth. Keep me fed in the physical and spiritual style. It's detrimental to your soul. You ain't seeking them out. Who I'm speaking about? The only reason I shout. He paid the penalty for sending me to even the bout. Got the chance to advance from the heavenly route. Live in me, Lord Jesus. Take a seat on the couch. Yeah. Now, y'all just live in for forgiveness cause of him, live in him daily. No more penalty, yeah, just live in me. Please never ever forsake me, just live in me daily. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name, oh most high. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in, and they are safe. And by His blood, I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Worthy is He. That's why I say, Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, wonderful name, yes, Blessed be the name, oh, 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 The sovereign God is a strong tower, the righteous running, and they all say, and by his love, I've been reading, hallelujah, worthy is he, I sing, sing it like you mean it. You already know you are, you are 
nobody above you. A little bit more of my own wouldn't be enough. That's what I feel like. I can't feel you enough. Raise I last trust. I want stop till you have my One tongue, two hands, these legs, two feet to stand. Equipped with a mouth so breezes can come out of You're amazing in all you do. You're always there when I need you. When times get around, two praises go out. Whatever's your plan, I understand. Because you, you are the only one. Please, no one. You are number one. I wanna give you my all. That's why I feel like I feel you need not I has tried, I tried, I won't stop till you have my all. Worth more and more, you've opened so many doors. So much you've done, I don't know where to start. Even if you did nothing, because of who you are. My savior, my king, supplier of my needs. Amen, everybody. We are back. We are back. If you enjoyed it, make sure you go and follow all those artists. We have Miss Robin with Nobody. We have Living Me, PT, the Gospel Spitter. We have Blessed Be the Name by CC Goldbolt, uh, Godbolt. And we have Have My All by Miss Kenate. Amen. With that being said, make sure you go follow all of those artists and add them. We are back with the interview with Miss Derek, Mr. Derek Huggins, everybody. And we have Dr. Lovechild that seemed to come into the room. Amen. <laughs> with that being said, we're going to go ahead and start off. It is Saturday. It feels weird me doing a show on Saturday. I'm a little off today. Amen. But we're going to shake that on out. Shake the sillies. Amen. We're going to get back into it. And if you did not know, now you know, um, June at the Rhythm and Gospel Awards, I will be performing at the Rhythm and Gospel Awards. My team rep, Jesus, is nominated for four awards, so make sure that you go out to the Rhythm and Gospel Awards. Go and vote. Come out and support. If you're in the Jacksonville area, it will be a great time. Amen. So with that being said, we're going to start off with a icebreaker question for Mr. Derek. 
Um, and the icebreaker question is this: What is your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby is definitely reading, because um, I don't have a lot of time these days because of my schedule. But whenever I get a chance, I love to read um, fictional and uh, educational books. It doesn't matter. I, I like it all. So, yeah. So from reading, I guess I could say, has reading helped <laughs> you in the industry that you're in now? Well, of course. I mean, when I'm especially when I'm reading books like um, Donald Passman's book, talking about the music industry, that's a, one of my favorite books to read, obviously, because he's uh, very knowledgeable. It's a lot of great information in there and, you know, other books as well. But that's one of my, my staples and everything from, you know, He Motions by T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes um, and fictional works, uh, you know, by Sarah Patterson and, and Pretzky and other so i love to read amen so one thing i would want to ask um so that we kind of introduce you to some and reintroduce you to others is where is your hometown and where do you reside now i'm in dallas texas home of the dallas cowboys bonafide <laughs> dallas cowboys man <laughs> cowboys nation I knew that you was going to say that as soon as you said Dallas. I was like, oh, he's going to bring up the Cowboys. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. We pray for y'all. Amen. So um, I, so what first got you into ministry? Oh, God. Well, I've grown up in church my whole life. Um, started, you know, as a kid. I remember as early as four or five. Um, my original hometown is Texarkana, Texas, which is about 190 miles east of Dallas. And I uh, grew up at a little church there called Mount Orange Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, and then uh, also later went to a ch Church of God in Christ Church, Mount Edition Church of God in Christ. So um, I was going to both churches. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah. Some, sometimes um, I would I would go to the night services on Sunday night at the Mount Edition Church, the Kojic Church. And I'd go, obviously, in the morning, I'd be at Mount Orange on Sunday mornings because we didn't have night service um, back then. Um, at that, most Baptist churches didn't have a night yeah, service. Baptist church Sunday don't night. have night service. Right, right. So <laughs> so I would go over there and then YPWW uh, on the Kojic side. And yeah, so started there. And then I'll, I always used to love to go to, go to church uh, when I was younger. And, um, you know, so I was very involved with ministry very early um, from singing in the choir mostly is where I started and then ultimately realized I had an ability to preach. And mm. um, yeah, that was cultivated later on. But that's where I started. So I have to ask you, I asked everybody that says that. <laughs> Did you accept the calling when you first <laughs> heard of the call of like you have the gift to preach? I. I may answer this a little differently. I, I think that you're called to service of God. And I think that preaching is a gifting and maybe a conduit that God uses to convey a message. And all of us have a particular and specific gift. And some of us have multiple gifts, uh, whether it be singing and preaching or just um, intercession or prophecy or whatever. But yeah, um, it's interesting. I, I really can't say that it's something that I accepted as much as it is. I just felt it was an inherent part of who I was auto automatically. Mm. So there was never a kind of watershed moment for me that said, oh, you're a preacher. It just kind of was, you know, and mm. I just always have personified that. I'm going to tell you, 
I ran. I was happy being a worship leader, singing background in the choir. And when that calling, oh, sorry. Oh, ain't no problem. When that calling happened, I definitely can say um, I ran. And it took a preacher in Georgia, and I came from all the way from California to tell, say the same thing to confirm that mm-hmm. I was due to preach. And then I accepted the calling and took it serious and been running ever since. So I, I encourage anybody out there that if you have been called, stop running. It's better to be obedient than to be disobedient or have delayed obedience because it's still disobedient. So I wanted to ask you, so what was your vision when you started your promotion group? Well, obviously I recognize, first of all, I'm an independent artist champion and I have been for many, many years. Um, Most of the work that I've done in the industry space has been designed to help independent artists. And so Mm. It was just a natural progression for me to enter the promotion side because I realized there was a lack of, at that time, a lack of uh, insertion of independent artists in the broader gospel music landscape. You know, we know who the Kirk Franklins are and the Tamla Mans and the Clark sisters, et cetera. And I've always felt like, and, and I knew that just from my travels all across the country, that there are independent artists that deserve a space and they deserve to be heard. Mm. And so that's what got me started into doing it. And I, I, you know, had radio connections. And so I said, well, this is easy. I've got radio friends. Why don't I just be a radio promoter? I can do two things at one time, utilize those and leverage those connections and relationships, and then also help the independent artists. And I think that's, that's a very powerful statement that you said, because with being in the industry, you'll see that there's so many showcases. There's so many um, places where people are trying to be heard and they're over, they're kind of, everybody doesn't get their chance. And I could definitely say with us being here in Las Vegas and having the Stellars camp coming here for as many years as they did. And a lot of it not being host or um, I guess you could say even spotlight our local talent but our city was being used i felt like that was a disservice because there's there's local talent here we're good to sing background for the big artists but there were artists here they're trying to do things here in las vegas and when it comes down to it there's many different cities where there's a lot of people that are doing great things in the ministry locally but they haven't got their chance nationally so What is your biggest feedback for independent artists? Because I know you have a, a, a clubhouse um, show that you do, I think, every week. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. Oh, I'll wait. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say every week to um, give feedback for um, independent artists to be able to help them with their craft and to be able to cultivate their music so that it could be ready for the world. So um, what is your feedback? Well, the first thing, you know, you said something noteworthy um, and just a side note, I lived in Las Vegas for two years um, in 2004 and five. So I'm aware of some of those those artists that you speak of. But that being said, here's something I think that's underappreciated from independent artists or those who are trying to enter the music landscape. It's more than you have to have more than just the ability to sing. You have to have an appreciation and an affinity and desire to be educated on how the music business works, because most people, I think, wrongly feel 
because they've gotten a call from God to sing or, um, you know, they don't differentiate going from being a minister of the gospel and song and converting that into a commercial space that is for profit and monetized. Right. Mm. And so when you don't understand um, the processes, then that's what happens. We have people that are um, disgruntled at the fact that perhaps local artists are not recognized. But the question I would ask the artist is, are you positioning yourself in a way that people will recognize you as an artist? And that's a very important thing. And we can't just simply be reliant on our talent or our anointing or skill and then not have the visibility, right? And not have mm -hmm. the positioning in order for that to be seen. So that's definitely what I would say. Um, you want to consult a music consultant that's experienced, that's been in this industry a long time, that's got great connections. Um, uh, I would also recommend maybe an artist manager if they're willing to take on a new artist, but certainly a music consultant, an industry consultant that can come in and help you and navigate you and steer you in the right direction. I would definitely say is a must for an independent artist. So I definitely have to ask this. So if a, if an artist um, is in their town, they're 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 doing great music, but they're they haven't championed their area. Mm -hmm. What what would you tell them first to do? Would you tell them to first go out, or would you tell them to stay in city? Okay, now I'm going to say something I know people will disagree with, but that's fine. Um, I I have been a big believer. The Bible even talks, speaks of a prophet being without honor in his own household. I think that sometimes when the artist is too, when the community you're from is so familiar with you, they don't tend to give you the respect that you would get if you were outside. So I've always had a start outside and work your way back in approach. Um, I remember very clearly when, um, when Kirk was starting out, although I was a teenager, I was young, but I remember that Kirk was really rarely received um, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I remember his earlier works with the Dallas-Fort Worth Mass Choir, and those songs were not always appreciated. And then it seemed like when he left them and started the family, and that's when he just blew up, as you know, and then it, <laughs> he hasn't looked back since. And now it's like the Dallas community wholly celebrates him as an artist. And so I think when you can find opportunities as an independent artist to go outside of your local area, um, build a following there and then um, let people see from your hometown, see that you are doing well outside of their hometown, then that they didn't tend to come on into the fold. So I think I would say, yeah, if you can and where you can um, be strategic enough to be bold and do something different, start outside of your home area. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that the home area is not needed. You definitely should be visible in your home area. But I'm saying don't let that be your focal point initially. And you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Have your um, local following and have your local appearances, but also make sure that you're outside doing work as well. Hey, man, that was powerful. So I definitely have to ask this next question. All right. Investing in your craft. How important is it for an artist to invest in their craft? Well, I mean... <laughs> Again, it, you know, people are often talking about what they're ready for, but they're not willing to put skin in the game to get the thing that they say that they want. So I often tell independent artists in my club, um, the Indie Artist Help Desk, I tell them, I said, listen, you have to have sweat equity and then you have to have, actually have capital equity. So that means you need money and you also need to put in the work. Now, where you are deficient in income, 
then you need to be overly aggressive with your sweat equity, right? So if as a new independent artist, most don't have the finances like that or the backing like that to really um, put together um, things that maybe uh, a, a major artist does or that's, or an artist that has um, a major label backing. But guess what? That just means that you've got to go extra, extra hard. If you don't have the finances, that means a lot of it is going to fall on you to do yourself and you need to be intuitive enough and you need to be tenacious enough and you need to be strong enough and wise enough and courage, courageous enough to do those things. Without it, you're just not going to do well and you need both. So, uh, man, okay, you, you dropping Jim so early in the morning <laughs> over here. So I definitely have to ask ask this part too, is the how, the tough skin does a, a Christian artist, you know, because, you know, as a Christian artist, we see we're kind of perceived different than a regular artist. Should a Christian artist that is independent have tough skin? Absolutely. Again, you are when you are an artist, that means you have made a transition into the commercial space. And when you are in the commercial space, you have to appreciate the fact that just like even on the ministry side, everybody's not saved. Not everyone is concerned about whether you're you're a Christian or you espouse certain values. They don't care about that. What they care about on the industry side is can you produce? Can you mm -hmm. produce a great record? Can you produce great visuals? Can you produce more, most importantly, great numbers? Numbers in consumption, but also numbers in sales, right? And consumption is three parts. It's streams, it's sales, and it's um, your radio spins. And so if you don't have that ability to do that, then you got to have thick skin. And, and know that not everybody's going to appreciate your brand or style of gospel music, and, and that's okay you have to be okay with that right and so what what the challenge is is to not wear your heart on your sleeve when it comes to understanding that you are an industry representative and you are one of many and that means that you are going to come up against people that don't like you i deal with that every day i have people in my own city and around the world around the country that, that are colleagues and, and do what i do don't necessarily care about the positioning that i have right now because they feel like you know i just popped up but I didn't pop up. What they don't know is that I was I've been working for 23 years in the background, mm. knowing who the players are, taking notes. Right. Um, uh, you know, paying my dues, working for other people. And that was how I was able to learn this business. And then now. So it just looks like now, because when I came public now, it just looks like I came out of nowhere. But I really have been here all along. Wow. Wow. OK. Yeah, that was a revelation that just hit me a lot. <laughs> But I, I feel like, and you know, they always say this, if they're not talking about, if they ain't talking about you, you ain't doing something right. So, and you know, one thing I want to kind of say, go back to when you were talking about it earlier about having tough skin. So you're saying that most people, because I feel like in the church we're cultivated, you know, since a kid, you know, let them use you, you know, uh, you in the church, everybody gives support. But when you go outside of the church grounds and when you go to this concert or when you go to this, this different city, they don't know you mm -hmm. and That's we correct. all know how people are when they don't know somebody mm -hmm. so that you already have that wall plus the wall that is up of like, can you even do it? Because they're already doubting you in the mm -hmm. first place. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, what can an independent artist do to be able to check themselves when they are going 
through the motion of knowing that they're going to deal with adversity, know that they're going to deal with the nose? What would you would advise your artist to do? Well, the first thing is you need to be educated on what you're about to get into. Uh, I think, and I know this for a fact, that major the, the, the majority of artists enter this landscape uneducated. And then when something happens, they're not prepared to deal with it because they've not educated themselves. This is why I said I think you need a music consultant because part of that consultant's job is to prepare you for the industry you're about to go and be a part of, right? They're going to give you the highs and the lows, the rigors and um, all of the things that you're going to face. Um, and so without that kind of information, when you encounter it, it can be disheartening. And in a lot of people's cases, it makes them not want to pursue and go further. And so if but if you're if you're prepared and someone is coaching you along the way, then you are then going to be in a position to do well and go on and, and recognize that. Listen, that's part of it. You're going to be buffeted about. There are going to be people that don't like you. There are going to be people that's going to see certain accomplishments and accolades you achieve, and they're going to feel like you don't deserve them, and they're going to feel like mm -hmm. their song is better than yours, and they should be higher on the charts than you, and they should have more streams than you. And those people who think like that are already losing the battle because when you have the mindset that says um, that someone else should be lower than you, then you are not focused on what you should be doing. And as I tell my artists all the time, your focus should not be on who else is dominating the charts. Your focus is on our strategy to dominate the charts. And as long as you are focused on another person's strategy, you'll never be clear-eyed enough to do what you need to do. Mm. So mind your business and focus on yours. Mind because... the business that pays you. Ah! <laughs> hashtag that. Y'all need a hashtag. That. Simple that as that. That needs to be a hashtag. That is serious. Um, one one thing I definitely could say um, is that a lot of times you you see a lot of independent artists and they go about it the wrong way. So let's talk about the breakdown of music. Um, a lot of times in music, you see a lot of artists put thousands of dollars in production and zero dollars in marketing. That is correct. What is your in, uh, input on that? I'm glad you asked that as well. So every Wednesday night, just about, I have, uh, as a part of my club on Clubhouse, listen, y'all need to get on Clubhouse. If you're an independent artist, I'm telling you, I'm dropping gems every week. You need to get on there. Um, but that being said, I have a, I started a new room called Before You Record That Music. And the reason I recognize very early that independent artists are putting the cart before the horse. So the, the purpose of that room before you record that music is to help the artists understand all of the things that should be positioned before they even step into a recording booth, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a creative, most of the time, they're only focused on the creative aspects of the music and then they fail at the business aspects. And this is why they don't end up with their money. This is how they lose royalties. This is how they get taken um, advantage of by accountants and managers and labels and producers because they this is how they lose rights to their masters their master recordings because they don't understand business before they record that situation right do you know what you should expect from your producer right does the pr producer have exclusive rights to that master recording or do you yes you're the songwriter 
but the master recording is a separate copyright and all in, in and of itself. The sound recording is a whole separate copyright. So when you don't understand those schematics, you're going to be, see, these are power dynamics, right? And the person and the, the rules of power dynamics say, whoever has the most information generally ends up being the winner. Why? Mm. Because that person is armed with the more, the more information than the person that they're negotiating with or going into business with. And so whenever that's the case, they have certain advantages over you. This is why you need to know your stuff and you need to know it before you even record one iota of music. Wow. And that's before you record. Before. And, and then you need to know who your radio promoter will be. You need to know uh, what's your marketing budget. You need to know what your promotional budget is. You need to know when when you'll need a publicist. You'll need to know how's your social media going to be structured. What you know? What's the social media stra um, strategy? Right. You need to know all of those things. You need to understand what the legal ramifications are, especially if you're sampling or if you're doing any kind of derivative work from another um, artist, another song. Like all of these things need to be understood before you step into that booth. You need to understand what a split sheet is, right, and how that works. You need to understand what a PRO is, a performance right organization. You need to understand who's going to be your uh, distribution aggregator, or you're going to go with TuneCore, you're going to go with CD Baby, or you're going to go with DistroKid, and why and how to differentiate between those three. Which one is better for me? Do you have an ISRC code? Do you have a UPC? You know, there's so many, and, and this industry, let me tell you something, man, the, indus the information um, uh, silo is so uh, fragmented in the music business. You really need a professional that understands all of these details that can help you walk all the way through the door through this. And it will make your life much easier. And then you can focus primarily on the creative, but you also need to make it your responsibility to know your business. And I say it all the time. And here it comes again. Mind the business that pays you. And mm. as an artist, you're not just releasing music just to touch the world, although I'm sure that's a noble cause and a novel, novel thing to do. But at the end of the day, if you're not recouping the money you've invested in this project, you spent thousand dollars, you just said it on production, but then you're not able to recoup the money because you only got a couple sales and a few streams, then what did we really do this for? Mm. Mic drop. And then I wanted to put in, I believe I said this on the show before, uh, everything that he said, um, I found this handy dandy website. Um, it's called Music Fiber, F-I-B-R-E.com, musicfiber.com. Everything he said is there for you to read on yourself, know the different, I'll put it in the, um, in the chat as well, Music Fiber, F-I-B-R-E.com, found it during the pandemic, and it's literally a board with everything you need to know as an artist, from what he said, from the PRO to the ISRC to the distribution, all the things, even merch. And now, let's, let's talk about it, artists. There's NFTs. Are you knowledgeable about the NFTs, about your own voice being an NFT and being paid for? There's so many things in the aspects where he said perfectly, if you're not investing in your own, I guess you could say real estate of wealth of knowledge to know that those things that, that you need to do, you're going to fail every time. And you're going to be disappointed because you didn't prepare yourself. My grandfather always said, taking care of you is a 24-hour job. As soon as you start worrying about somebody else, you ain't doing your <laughs> job. Yeah. So with that, um, 
kind of let's talk, let's talk about your award show. We gave we gave to me gems to these <laughs> independent artists, and let's start talking about the award show and all the great things that you're doing. Yeah, so um, the award show is called the Avidity Awards, and we're entering our seventh year this year. Uh, celebrating seven years and our theme this year is finish strong um we are going to have it in memphis tennessee and that's going to be october the 14th now we're going to do a whole weekend of events beginning on the 13th of october through the 16th so it's a four-day uh weekend where we're going to have different events from a quartet showcase to a christian hip-hop showcase to our pre-show, I'm going to be signing my book, doing my book signing there. I'll be releasing my book to independent artists um, that weekend as well. And then we have the main show on Friday, October the 14th. So it's a great, great show um, full of production. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is the production value. When you get there, you do see a teleprompter. You see cameras. You see the lighting. You see the, the sound stage manager. You see all of those elements, the video packages, uh, just as you would see on a major, as you should see on a major award show production. And so we spare no expense for our independent artists because we think they're worth it. We want our independent artists to walk into our show feeling like they've been to the Stellar Awards or mm -hmm. that they've been to the GMA Dove Awards. And it's important that I provide that platform for them because I need them to understand. When you walk in this building, and you see this show, it should inspire you to elevate what it is that you're presenting to the world. And that's the whole intent. So with that being said, we're accepting um, open nomination suggestions right now through May the 31st. If you want to suggest artists for nomination, you just go to our website at www.theavidityawards.com. And that is how you can do that. Now, last year we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had a wonderful, wonderful um, packed house there. We had Melvin Chris Bell III with us, Ruth LaAntra, June Thompson, uh, several of my artists, Robin McGee and others. Um, and it was a great, great time. And it was hosted by Maurice Griffin and June Thompson. And this year we're, we're looking to up the ante. I'm talking to someone that everybody knows, but I'm going to wait before I announce who it is until that ink is dry on the paper. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a great award show. And we just want to highlight and celebrate independent artists. And we've added a couple of new categories this year. We've added Emerging Quartet Artist of the Year. We've also added um, Mastering Engineer and Mixing Engineer of the Year because, uh, 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 because that's important. You know, they are the ones that help these records sound good, right? Without right. them, you, you can't have a wonderfully sounding record. So we felt like they needed to be recognized this year as well. Hey, man. So you have a book out that you're going to be signing um, at the awards. Where can everybody find your book? Well, that it's going to be released. It's not coming out until then, until October. There so y'all have to wait just a little bit. Now, I do have another 30-day devotional I'm releasing in June, and that was called Life Expectancy. And it's a, it's, it's spiritual, <laughs> it's spiritual, uh, uh, spirituality versus pragmatism. And the point is to let everybody know that nobody lives this life 100% in the spirit and we don't live it 100% in the flesh. That there is a balance that comes about um, having to navigate 
the vicissitudes of life, the things that we have to deal with every single day, you know, so I'm, so we're going to deal in the book about forgiveness. And I'm very transparent in this book. I tell a lot of my own stories and pour my own tea, if you will. Um, some of the struggles I've had over the years, um, everything from me being incarcerated um, before to uh, growing up in a single parent home and finding out who my real father was in my late 20s. And I, I talk about all of that and uh, the, the necessity to forgive and all of that is in the book. So it's uh, anyway, that's coming out in June. But um, the second book will be in October, which is the one devoted, devoted to independent artists. So neither out yet, but I promise you, as soon as they are, I'm going to make sure you know Pastor Jay. Amen. I definitely need it. I'm going to definitely support everybody that ever comes on. I always make sure to support. I just like having that signed book, you know. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you know, I'll support. I just want to sign. Amen. Right. Um, <laughs> One thing, I last question I would ask is this um, for a takeaway as an overall for an artist. One thing that you would like to start, what would be one thing that you would like to start seeing in independent artists? Probably more than anything else. I don't like seeing lazy artists. Mm. Okay. Expand um, on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, here I come. <laughs> um most of the time, artists have this mindset that their manager, their consultant, their producer, their publicist, or whoever they're working with is supposed to do all of the work for them and that they want to get out, reap all the benefits and the pay. And I always tell them that's nonsensical because as a businessman, it doesn't make sense for me to do 80% of your work and get 20% of the pay. And then you get, you do, you do 20% of the work and I get, and, and rather, and you get 80% of the pay. I said, that's not a good deal. For me, I said, so as independent artists, you know, you say you want to be on these stages. Well, do what it takes to be on the stage. Otherwise, I'm not interested. And I know that sounds um, may sound harsh to some, but, you know, I'm I'm learning after doing this 23 years of trying to coddle and drag and and, and, and nurture and coddle people along that I realized something that people just need to know the straight up bone plain truth. Right you will get what you you will get out what you put in and mm -hmm. if you don't put in you can't expect to get anything out and conversely when from the perspective and principle of seed sowing when you sow a seed one seed for an apple you don't get one apple in return as a harvest you get a tree of apples and so if you sow laziness if you sow procrastination right if you sow apathy if you sow dithering then that's what you get but you're going to get it in much more of an abundance so there's mm -hmm. no point in you complaining about who's not seeing you who's not recognizing you and who's not supporting you when you have not put your skin in the game and you have not sown the right seeds in order to reap the right harvest mm. i don't know i don't have to say anything else amen <laughs> Hey man, you know, one thing I could definitely say, I commend you for uh, being a manager and, and being in that space because it's a hard space. It's, it's like having a, having another family member that you have to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you got to constantly check in and it's a lot of work. So I definitely pray for you on that because it's a lot, a lot of back, back in work and, a, and not enough acknowledgement. I know a lot of managers that they doing all these things in the back end, but they're not getting the acknowledgement, you know, um, for all the hard work. So I definitely want to just spotlight you on that and say that 
I see you, you know, I, I definitely see you post. I always support because I, you be dropping those gems on Facebook and I'd be like, yeah, I feel you with that. I'm there with you all the way from the West coast. I'm with right. you. So I appreciate um, it. one thing I could definitely say um, in, in closing is I, I thank you. Um, what thank I've you. always told everybody what I could do in the midst of my power in the anointed radio platform. We are here to support you and what you need help in. Um, if you need anything, just call on us. Like I've told everybody that's been on the show, I promote, I, I help, I do all this. I put in rotations. I, the main thing is that we believe in our mission statement that unity brings change. Absolutely. Once we stop competing and start coming together to be able to do a great work. That's when progress will start happening. That's when people will start being able to start seeing that the market is bigger for everybody, that it's not just a certain amount of people and we can start coming together and doing great things together so that we're not all on our individual islands. Cause you're doing your awards and somebody there's like, everybody's doing that. Just think if we could all come together, Instead of instead of us all having our different things and do one big event like a gospel fest that's nationwide or, or a, 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 a conference that's nationwide and everybody got their input from they from their state. That would Can I tell you why that will never work? Don't, Go I, ahead. Don't wanna, I don't want to be the pessimist, but and I don't think I'm being pessimistic as much as I'm being a realist. Why do you think we have more than a thousand reformations? Uh, around the world. There's never one consensus even on the Bible or God or Christianity because uh, anytime, see, doctrine is, 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 uh, it has a necessity to mm. the person perpetrating it. Doctrine is something that we've established as man to say what the will of God is for us and how we should live and conduct ourselves. And the problem with that is there's too much. There's never consensus on that. There's too much confluence and opinion and, 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 you know, egos are a part of this as much as anything else as politics and dogma. And so when you have all of that going on, you're never going to have the consensus. I told someone the other day, I said, I hate to, to let you all know, but there would never be Middle East peace because you have two completely disparate factions warring over the same territory and both feel like it's their birthright mm. i still pray though no and 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 i i'm hey and that's fine and i don't want to dissuade anybody from anything all right. i'm saying is when when i the way my approach is to everything that i do and anything that i've faced with is to it has to be a balance of spiritualism and pragmatism and both are in uh, both are important right you know and so that's how i'm able to kind of have an even keel um positioning um as i'm navigating the things that i'm doing because i see both the pragma pragmatic side of it and i see the spiritual side of it and both are necessity uh, are a necessity and both are necessary so you have to have both and so if you do that you'll be good and the final thing i do want to say if i can yeah go ahead when it comes to look at, at the bottom, the bottom line for me is this. When you are a person wanting to do anything, right, whether that be a creative space, you want to be a business owner, you want to do any of those things, right? God has given us all a certain ability, right? He has, uh, we are made in his image and likeness. That means he has lent us the creative capacity to do the things that he's called us to do. 
right? Or he's purposed for us to do. Um, the late Dr. Miles Monroe said it like this. He said, where the uh, purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. It's ine inevitable because anytime you don't understand purpose, you're destined to do the wrong, make the wrong choices, right? And so it takes a lot of times us coming to ourselves like the prodigal son did for you to course correct. Course correction can only happen when you're humble enough to admit that you went off the wrong course in the first place. Mm. So that being said, understand very well. God told me this. He said, I'm going to make you a creative and not a competitor. He said, you will no longer consider yourself a competitor to anything or anyone. And this is what he told me when I was incarcerated. He said to me, he said, listen, I'm going to put you in a space to where everything that you do will be something that will fund what you need to do. And he said also, the difference between a competitor and a creator, creator, creative is a competitor is arguing over what's left, but the creative is always creating what's next. And then he said, the creative will never have to argue because the creative is always funding something for the competitors to fight over. So the question to, I would ask everyone today is, are you a creative or are you a competitor? Mm. That was deep. Hey, man. That's in my book, by the way. That's in the book. The That's I'll in the Life Expectancy book coming hey, out in June. And with that being said, man, all I got to do is just drop the music on that one because uh, that, that was the show. And if you have not, make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. Make sure you follow us at LV Anointed Radio. Make sure that if you miss this, follow us on the podcast platform. We're on all podcast platforms, but title. I'm not going to say the, the phrase today because it's Saturday and I feel good, but y'all know what I usually say. So make sure you follow us on the podcast platform. You'll even be able to hear this interview as well on the podcast platform, be able to follow us, make sure that you be able to listen to 24 hour gospel. Cause if you don't know, now, you know, soon antenna radio is going away. So you might as well prepare so that you can have an app for 24-hour gospel so you don't have a missing in your car. You just Apple CarPlay. You can ask Alexa and Siri and everybody and just say, play Anointed Radio, and you'll hear 24-hour gospel radio, Las Vegas' number one gospel station. With that being said, we got much love. Stay well. Stay healthy. And make sure that you love everybody because you don't know how long – people are here because we've seen in these last three years people are leaving left and right so stop letting your your pride stop that com uncomfortable conversation with a loved one that you will be hurt if that person left today so with that being said we'll see you next week much love bye bye now bye y'all bye bye y'all bye Uh, uh.